Welcome, everyone, to the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this absolutely spectacular morning that we are having here, Mr. Rayo. The dew points are down. The sky is as blue as it gets. Uh, it. Uh, I sat outside having my coffee this morning and just was just absolutely delightful. If, if we could only hold on to this forever, which we know we won't, but nonetheless, uh, an utterly beautiful day that we're enjoying here, at least down by the coast. That's nice up here too, Joe. We have uh, sunshine, a few patchy clouds, bit of a breeze. The wind was a little bit stronger than I thought it would be today. Uh, although I did know that we were going to have uh, a refreshing northwesterly breeze. It was so strong last night along the driveway here. My wife has her palm trees and these big uh, giant uh, uh, containers and the wind was so strong that one of the palm trees got pushed on down last night or pushed over. So uh, bring it in. Bring in nature's air conditioning system. Looks like a very lovely uh, day overall coming up for today. Is your air conditioning off? Oh, yeah. We we, we shut it off uh, uh, a while ago. And now uh, hopefully we'll be able to keep it off for, well, the next uh, maybe two or three days before things heat up and uh, get humid again later on in the week. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to look <clears throat> longer term. Uh, pretty interesting upper air pattern that's setting up here for the uh, beginning of uh, September. Uh, it looks to me, among other things, that uh, we're going to have uh, relatively frequent in, uh, uh, visits from Canada with the dry air masses coming down. It looks like there's one that might time out just in time for the Labor Day holiday weekend, which is next weekend. Um, the other thing that that struck me uh, was this tendency that we've seen quite a lot of uh, during the month of August uh, for troughs to fall into the eastern part of the United States, and that's going to continue as well. So it'll be interesting to see if we get one of those uh, troughs to time out with any type of tropical cyclone development, which uh, even though... We're kind of in a, a bit of a pause here uh, overall. There are some exceptions, but we're, we're basically in a pause period. Uh, I suspect that we're going to see the tropics rev up again soon enough. And I think the question is going to be, are we going to see something where you know, one of these troughs comes down and sets up somewhere to our west? And are we going to have a tropical system somewhere off the, set, off the east coast? That uh, could could pose a problem. Just talking in theory here. We don't see anything specific, but just talking in theory here. Well, it's interesting. I uh, just checking out the uh, the upper air, and uh, what jumps out at me is the time frame around the uh, 13th and 14th of September. If you want to go, you know, that far down the road, 336 hours, there there is uh, according to the GFS some sort of significant tropical cyclone that is lurking out over the Atlantic Ocean. And there is a rather significant trough, a long wave trough of uh, low pressure in the nation's midsection. So uh, if you wanna look that far down the road, maybe things will get really interesting here about the middle part of September. But again, that's what, that's still about 15 or 16 days away. Right, I, one of the differences that, were, that, I, that I saw that uh, would mean that something would have to, both those things would have to time out perfectly, is the fact that we don't really have any kind of blocking, blocking like we did uh, for a while in the month of August. So weather systems are progressing and moving from west to east. So you just kind of, you sort of have to have the trough drop in 
drop in in a certain spot or start to drop in in a certain spot in the east, and 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 you have to have the tropical system and also in a in a in a certain geographic spot so that they kind of you know they kind of mesh up uh, as one is coming east, the other one is turning north and then turning north northeast. But again, all of this is in theory. In the meantime, I think we we can focus on the fact that uh, the weather is uh, downright beautiful today. And I'm going to, after the live stream is over, uh, take a nice uh, walk. Uh, let, I want to just acknowledge uh, Robert Russo uh, for uh, an early Super Chat hit. And Joe and I, of course, always appreciate that when you guys hit Super Chat, uh, it, uh, it goes a long way. And uh, also, uh, the chairman is on today. He's been doing, uh, between COVID deliveries and uh, doing uh, stuff involving shipping uh, supplies down to the areas in Louisiana that were hit uh, very hard by Hurricane Laura. So he's got a bit of a break today uh, and uh, he's on, on the board. So uh, on we go, shall we? Weather-wise? Shall we? Surely. 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 So uh, <laughs> I think we'll start with the, let's start with the U.S. satellite loop here. And we'll start with it as soon as I fix the little technical box to make sure it's showing the right thing, which it is. And now uh, we can bring it up forward. Uh, a lot of, a, a couple of things to note. And the, the Hurricane Center actually, you know, has this now as a 70% chance of developing into a tropical cyclone. Sometimes you get these cold fronts that come through, they stall out, the bottom part of the front basically falls apart. Uh, the atmosphere warms, you get a little bit of a spin, a wave develops, and there have been times where we've seen tropical cyclones form out of this, and I think we may very well see uh, a tropical cyclone form from low pressure that's going to form off the southeast coast. Right now, it looks like just disorganized clouds, but uh, the thing to, 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 to notice is the fact that the clouds from the Carolinas are moving southwest to northeast. They're not moving south to north. So uh, whatever does form there is going to ride along that that old frontal boundary and head out to the northeast. Uh, it'll uh, it'll chalk up another name in this record-breaking season, but I don't think it's going to be anything that will have any sort of impact. Now the next name is what? Nana. 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 All right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that they may come along. Uh, it'd be interesting if we if it happens before tomorrow night midnight because that'll put it in the in the in the calendar for the month of August as opposed to the month of September. Uh, otherwise, uh, there's right. some patchy, right. yeah, there's some patchy clouds, uh, a little bit of instability, I guess, uh, going on in parts of upstate New York uh, with the uh, low up in eastern Canada there, so sort of spinning away. So you're seeing a little bit of patchy clouds when you go up north, upstate, and into parts of New England, but. Uh, the uh, the dew point part of the equation is low, and that extends down uh, even into the mid-Atlantic states, uh, enjoying that weather. Bit of a hot spot there in the uh, middle Mississippi Valley in Southern Plains with some showers and thunderstorms. We also have some clouds, uh, of course, the stuff in the southeast and over Florida. Uh, but overall, much of the country is enjoying a relatively quiet day. Yeah, you know, Joe... Uh... All of a sudden, my uh, what, what I was about to say just popped out of my head. So we had one uh, of those. Had something to do with the tropical. We cycle. had one of those early, early '60s moments. And we're not talking about the decade of the oh, '60s. Oh no, no, I remember. I remember what I was going to say. I, I looked out the window this morning, uh, here locally around seven o'clock, and I was kind of, 
I was kind of surprised because the sky up here around seven looked rather cloudy. Uh, and I said, what, what's this? I mean, I, I thought it was supposed to be a beautiful sunny day out there, a clear sky, but there were, there were a lot of clouds. They were kind of like a sheet of gray, but that kind of dissipated or left uh, over the span of a couple of more hours. So it has turned out to be a very lovely afternoon, a lovely morning leading into what looks to be a, a very lovely afternoon. I just checking the radar around uh, 11, 11 Eastern time. <clears throat> and of course, if severe weather is an issue where you are, uh, make sure that uh, you check your local National Weather Service forecast office or the uh, Storm Prediction Center for the latest goings on there, weather.gov or spc.noaa.gov. And uh, I think only action that we're seeing right now, and there's nothing uh, from the from uh, from the uh, angle of, of of something organized, but. Uh, again, with that weather off the southeast coast and over North Florida with a weak low that's going to form there, seeing some showers and storms in North Florida and along the Gulf Coast back to southeast Louisiana. Uh, otherwise, the southeast this morning is quiet. Got some scattered stuff in parts of Kentucky and Tennessee, uh, nothing especially heavy. And we're seeing uh, some heavier downpours in parts of Arkansas and uh, into northeast Texas. This area is, by the way, uh, where you're going to wind up uh, dealing with some uh, heavy rains, also a little bit of shower activity uh, moving across parts of Montana and the Dakotas. Look at uh, the Weather Prediction Center's rainfall forecast map for the next seven days, and you see that concentration of uh, three to five inches plus in parts of northeast Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas on top of the rains that they got with Laura. So it's been a very especially wet period there. And otherwise, uh, I don't see anything extraordinary in terms of uh, rainfall here in the Northeast, Joe. It's basically half an inch or less. And I really don't think we're going to see very much uh, rainfall uh, from uh, any kind of uh, shower or storm activity until maybe at the end of the week or toward the end of the week when we've got another cold front coming through. And of course, with the low off the Southeast coast, it might bring a little bit of rain up into uh, Virginia and maybe to the Delmarva Peninsula for a short time uh, during Monday night, but that moves out to the east. So overall, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we have a quiet week. I'm hoping that we'll be able to clear things out. I, can't, I can hardly believe that next weekend is the so-called so unofficial end of the summer season. Um, I guess it was part due to the fact that it turned out to be a rather oppressively warm, if not downright hot summer season. And also the fact, of course, because of the COVID keeping a lot of people uh, cooped close in. to home. Yes. Yeah. In, uh, the, the, everything just went really fast. Marginal risk of severe weather today in uh, parts of North Texas and Oklahoma into Arkansas, northernmost Louisiana, and then a small portion of the lower Tennessee Valley there from uh, northern Mississippi, Alabama into Tennessee. We've got marginal to slight risk up in the uh, central and northern plains uh, going on, but uh, the northeast down to the mid-Atlantic states and back to the Great Lakes, of course, thanks to this high, there's uh, no severe weather being indicated. For Monday, as we uh, take a look at uh, what the SPC folks are thinking with regards to uh, uh, the start of the work week, uh, marginal risk in North Carolina and South Carolina, marginal to slight risk across the lower Mississippi Valley into the southern plains. On day three, uh, we're looking at, and this is now, we're talking about Tuesday into Wednesday, 
uh, two small risks, uh, two small areas of marginal risk. One uh, from the eastern lakes down into Ohio and Indiana and central Illinois, and also covering uh, parts of Texas. And just for laughs, uh, let's check four to eight. I didn't do that uh, one day last week, and of course it had us in uh, uh, in severe. But right now, day four to eight is clear. We have uh, nothing uh, to uh, worry about uh, from their respect, other than they're saying that predictability is too low. Little, you know what, Joe? I'm looking at the surface map at uh, from from uh, 12Z, a little early for the 15Z map. But yesterday's front's way offshore, but there's a sort of a secondary front. I think maybe that's why. You're seeing, you're seeing some of those clouds up to the north. There's a bit of a secondary front that's pushing southward uh, in upstate New York, and uh, it's already through uh, Vermont and New Hampshire, where morning temperatures were down in the 50s in many locations, uh, and even cooler in some spots. So maybe that, that's probably the reason why we're seeing that uh, bit of cloud cover. There's not too much with it. And, uh, of course, you see the front stalled out uh, off the, through the North, North Carolina, back westward into the southern plains, which explains all the action there. And not seeing, uh, there might be a little weak low of some kind over the state of Florida, the northern, northern Florida, just looking at the wind profile. But their winds are so light, I don't think it's anything meaningful at the moment. Now, did we, uh, did we discuss uh, yesterday? We did, did you get anything yesterday, Joe? From, no. uh, you know, there was so much, so much of a buildup about the potential for severe weather yesterday and about the, uh, the uh, possibility of uh, Laura getting involved with this. And although we did have up here a little bit of wet weather early in the day, and then I was watching, what, what surprised me was how bright and sunny it became up here during the afternoon. I, I was telling, I was, with, uh, I, was, I was at my son's house uh, and uh, I was telling uh, his in-laws, I said, you know, this is not good news the way the sun is out. This almost certainly is going to mean that we're going to get a buildup of possible thunderstorm activity later this afternoon or this evening. And there was a, a band or a squall line off well to the north and west. Right. But it never really had the oomph to make it through our area. And it actually it seemed to hit areas north and east of where, where I was. And so really all that buildup, all that concern about Laura and the cold front and severe weather. And, and what happened? We got nothing. Well, the, the, the buildup, the, the thing with the, the remnant low of Laura was the fact that it was getting absorbed by the cold front. I, you could still follow some, a swirl on the radar that moved through Virginia and North Carolina yesterday, but there really wasn't much to it. And this is what happens when storms go in west of the Appalachians. Unless you have something that, some sort of energy in the in the jet stream that 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 re-energizes it. Uh, in a, in a non-tropical way, it, it's awful hard to get anything of consequence out of it. It's got to cross all that mountain terrain. It just, whatever's there gets ripped apart anyway. Uh, I, uh, I, I did get some rain here yesterday. We had a couple of downpours mid-morning to early afternoon. But here, too, by, uh, by about 4 o'clock or so, uh, I actually went out walking while it was still raining. Uh, and thankfully it stopped. I figured since I get soaked uh, with sweat, doesn't really matter whether I'm wet with rain or wet or, or from <laughs> or from my body. But uh, yeah, the sun came out here too. I saw those uh, those uh, those narrow thin lines that were that were out in west in uh, western and central Pennsylvania. They basically fell apart before before they came they reached us. And also 
the uh, severe thunderstorm watch that the uh, Storm Prediction Center put up yesterday for upstate New York. It was way up in northern New York and, and, and into Vermont. Right. So we somehow wound up somewhere in between everything, and, and, I, and, and it turned out that we really didn't get too much. And I, I'm not – considering the activity that we had on Thursday with the confirmed tornado uh, in Connecticut, an EF1 – and the activity that we had on Friday in southern New Jersey, southeastern Pennsylvania, and point southward, it was kind of nice to get a little bit of a break from, from it all. Uh, so I'm not I'm not especially unhappy. Well, when I say unhappy, I, I'm talking you know in the in the sense of the uh, of a forecast that you put out with respect to having the possibility of severe weather, and then it doesn't wind up happening. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing, clearly. The mesoscale discussion, and I actually posted it on my Facebook page yesterday, had the uh, area of, and they had an 80% chance of a thunderstorm watch. The mesoscale discussion indicated that we might see, what was that? Oh, that was my phone. Did you hear like a beep? No, that was my oh. phone. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, jo jo Joseph, no, well, Joseph Maiano, who's a regular here and, and uh, uh, messages me from time to time in upstate New York, uh, apparently there was, uh, you know, those storms that moved through upstate New York actually did do uh, uh, up around Saratoga and points northeast of there did wind up. Do we send some pictures with regards to some of the damage there? Thank you, Joseph. Well, as I was just saying, as the mesoscale discussion indicated that the watch would go all the way down almost to Putnam County. And I was figuring it out, okay, we may or may not be in the watch. But the watch eventually ended up being well north of, of us. And, yes. Uh, that was a bit surprising. And then when the sun came out in the afternoon, I figured, okay, here we go. Now we're going to see the, the watch boxes begin to extend south. Never, never, never really did. saw much of anything. I, I, I think it turned out, I thought, thought overall, you know, the way we were promoting the weekend, saying, oh, by far and away, Sunday's going to be the nicest day. And of course, it, it, it is. is. The low humidity, the fresh sunshine. But Saturday and the, yesterday afternoon really didn't turn out that bad either. You know, Yep. Surprise, surprise, surprise. 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 Right out of my, I was just about to say that, too. All right. So let's let's run through the long range, because, as I said at the beginning, it, it to me, it is kind of interesting. And just looking at the upper air, uh, one of the things that, among other things, not just the fact that the trough is, is, is in the east uh, for much of this forecast period, but I have to tell you, this is um, this is a little unusual in the fact that we go back. I have to go back. Maybe I'll do that later today when I have some time. I want to go back and find the last time our area had a below normal September in terms of temperatures. Because honestly, uh, I think I may have to go back more than a decade to find it. But uh, this is an upper air pattern that hasn't really shown up uh, early in the fall uh, where you have these troughs in the east, but more importantly is the fact that you do have ridging out in the west and, uh, and the flow coming out of Canada. So, you know, at the end of the week, the, the, the next in the series of these uh, troughs coming into the east that will bring a cold front through, and uh, you can uh, see it uh, there. I'm going to try to make the color red here and uh, a little bit easier to see. Uh, but... Uh, there you go. So there's the next shortwave trough. But uh, you follow the flow, Joe. It goes, you know, we're getting our air here from northern Canada. Uh, and uh, that uh, those air masses are going to continue to drop southeastward as each one of these troughs swings on by. 
uh, if we take it uh, through in the long range, that trough lifts out, leaves us with, I think we might wind up with a decent Labor Day weekend. And then here comes the next one. And this is for uh, Labor Day itself, Monday, and going into Tuesday of next week. But look at that strong flow out of Canada. I mean, that's really, to me, that's pretty impressive uh, that we're seeing uh, this. And you've got this big upper high out in the west. Uh, that's anchored from the Gulf of Alaska down uh, into the southwestern part of the United States. This is something, Joe, if you see it in January, we'd be getting cold air mass after cold air mass after cold air mass. And here's one, as you know, right around the 9th, 10th of the month, uh, the models have been consistently showing for days now uh, some kind of uh, deep trough that uh, drops down in the, into the nation's mid midsection. You know, here you have an upper high uh, sitting uh, south of Nova Scotia. So again, is there going to be some kind of tropical system that's going to try to do something uh, in in that uh, in that time frame? Is the you know are we going to have a trough that sharp down, relatively sharp, dropping down uh, into uh, the nation's midsection and especially and, and swinging into the east, and then carrying it through? You know that trough just really kind of drops in there between 85 and 90 degrees west. And eventually just sort of, uh, you know, weakens a bit. But you still have this nagging trough there uh, uh, in the Ohio Valley down into the Gulf states. And, and I, I'll, I'll just I'll just reiterate again, if uh, there's a tropical system out there, uh, it, uh, it, it it'll be something that we're going to have to be watching. The uh, Climate Prediction Center through the next two weeks has the immediate eastern or Atlantic seaboard at or above normal. But in the middle of the country, they have uh, a, a rather broad or strengthening area of uh, below normal uh, temperatures. In fact, from uh, Minnesota through Iowa, Missouri into Northern Arkansas, they have a, I'm trying to look at the percentages here. I think it's something like uh, 70 percent chance of below normal temperatures from the 6th to the 12th of September Again, right smack in the middle of the country. And that seems to reflect what you were just talking about, Joe, with that upper level, that long wave trough in the nation's midsection. And meanwhile, again, right along the immediate eastern seaboard, we continue to remain in above normal temperatures. Uh, you have to go back to central and western New York and central and western Pennsylvania to start getting into the uh, near or below normal uh, temperature conditions. So that seems to be the setup for the first half of September is unseasonably cool in the midsection of the nation, um, uh, unseasonably mild uh, along the east, and uh, very warm out over the western United States, well above normal uh, for you know Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California. So they, they remain hot or they continue to heat up out west. We remain above normal here in the east and the nation's midsection rather cool. All right, here's the NAM, and uh, you see the area uh, off the uh, Florida coast there during the day tomorrow. You start to see that spinning, uh, a little bit of a turning there. The NAM uh, starts to form a low when it's off the North Carolina coast Monday at night into Tuesday, and then it just kind of runs out to the northeast. The global bottles seem to be a little bit uh, more, do a little bit more with this. Uh, also, the NAM, Joe, I don't the GFS has this much flatter. The NAM tries to bring in some rain uh, into uh, the area 
sometime during Monday night into early Tuesday morning. I'm not. I I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure whether it's going to be able to lift up into that high, or is there going to be room, or is it all going to wind up being suppressed? I guess a lot really depends on what happens with the uh, system off the southeast coast, because if that develops quickly, you'll probably get a little bit of subsidence up our way, and that'll help to keep. Uh, Everything suppressed to the south and east, and and that's kind of how the GFS I think is playing it. Uh, that model has a uh, a bit more of a low that forms out. I mean, the rain does try to move up northward, but then it just sort of gets stopped in southern New Jersey and then over in Delaware and Maryland and Virginia, which which kind of makes sense. And then the low gets going and and moves out to the east northeast and starts to develop. And in the meantime, I'm just looking here. Weak, uh, there looks like there's a weak cold front that approaches and falls apart on top of us Wednesday night into Thursday morning, and the stronger front probably comes through on Friday. And then we get a nice high that builds in uh, for Saturday and Sunday. I was looking at the dew points, and uh, the dew points uh, at the uh, going into next weekend, Joe, uh, down in the 40s, uh, all the way down into almost uh, down into North Carolina. Seeing uh, dew points here Saturday. Let me just roll it back a couple of frames here. But you, you you see the frontal push with the dew point map here comes through on Friday. And we've got uh, nice uh, dry air for Saturday, Sunday. And even on Labor Day, we're still holding on to dew points in the 50s. You know, it doesn't seem like... It, 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 it... The approach of an, an oncoming of Labor Day just doesn't seem the same any, anymore without Jerry Lewis, does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was just, that was a Labor Day tradition. It was, you know, Guy Lombardo used to say, "When I die, I'm going to take New Year's uh, New Year's Eve with me." Of course, that never happened because Guy Lombardo did not take into well, account it, well, he a did, young it, man by the name of Dick Clark. Right, but gradually, yeah, all those. Clark, sh- I was just yeah, going to say, but, I was going to say, gradually, all those sh- watch have just morphed into this, you know, mess. As far as I'm concerned. Never was my well, I mean, thing. It, it, maybe, maybe uh, Guy Lombardo was wrong because, of course, New, you know, New Year's Eve, we've had other people who have taken up the baton, so to speak. But you know, Labor Day was was so was so much Jerry Lewis's thing uh, over all these many years, and I still it it's been over ten years since the last telethon, and yet you know it just doesn't seem to have the same you know feeling when Labor Day is coming up. I, and and I say this I say this with great affection for Jerry Lewis, who was one of my favorite entertainers. But I love what Dave Letterman, David Letterman, once said. He said, "You always knew that, you always knew that Labor Day was right around the corner when Jerry Lewis applied the first coat of lacquer to his hair." <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had a strange. He had a. Uh, I guess all of us have our little weird quirks, but he apparently had this quirk about socks. And he never would wear the, uh, he would wear a pair of socks only once, which I thought was odd. Really? So you, what you're saying is he went through 365 pairs of socks? Apparently he wore a brand new pair of socks every day, and then every day he would throw them out. Or do something with them, wow. I don't know. Use them for a dust rag. I didn't know that. By the way, amazing. I, uh, I, I, I got the tropics up. I, I noticed this this morning. Uh, there's a, a lead wave that's moved into the eastern Caribbean, and uh, it does a look to me like the thunderstorms have increased quite a bit now as it's moved away from, as it moves away from the islands. 
Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see if the Hurricane Center says anything about this uh, this afternoon. Uh, as of this morning, they were just kind of mentioning that some development was possible as it moved to the west, but they weren't giving it a high probability. I'm not seeing a tremendous amount of shear going on, but uh, definitely a, an increase in the amount of thunderstorm activity. It's, it's even got a bit of a circular look to it. So um, we'll see what they do with this. And uh, the other thing I want to take a look at also is uh, we'll look at the rest of the tropics on the on the on the uh, Atlantic view uh, to uh, hang on one second. Just going to bring up the shot here and we'll bring up the Atlantic view so we can see all these waves. And there are a number of waves. There's also a little bit of uh, African dust that's up to the most of that's moving. Uh, it's north of the intertropical convergence zone. Uh, you can see that little hazy area that's out in the Atlantic, mainly north of 20 degrees north. So it's not, it doesn't appear to be getting too involved in all of this. But you do, again, you do have a couple of these waves out there, one moving off the African coast. Uh, there's some clouds that extend, that, that are uh, sitting, what looks like right over the Cabo Verde Islands. And then another wave that's about halfway out. Uh, we'll you know, maybe one of these winds up developing down the road. In fact, uh, how about, I didn't look at it, but I like to always look at the European uh, to see if it does, if it did anything with regard to, to the systems that are out there. And we'll take a look really quick here. And let's see. That is a significant blob, if you will, of, uh, of dust. Uh, coming off of uh, of the Saturn, but it's pretty far north, and it looks like it's moving northwestward. It's not moving, you know, it's not spreading east and south. So just watching, looking at the European, it, they it does actually by the end of the forecast period, it has uh, uh, what looks like some sort of tropical system east of the uh, Leeward Islands and another one near the Cabo Verde Islands. But I would just caution that the European's been doing that for days now, so. Uh, just keeps pushing it back further and further along, but eventually it's going to get it. It's going to get it right. Tim, Tim Veltman says uh, is calling attention to the fact he says that's that's Invest 99L now, Joe. I'm not sure which is that. Is that the system that you were just talking about in the in the Caribbean? Or uh, let's take a look. Let's see if uh, it's been updated. If you go that's to in the Leeward Island, was designated Invest 99L. Uh, let's see. It's according to Tim Veltman. Yep, we do have a 99L, and it is actually it's the one in the Caribbean. It, it's the system in the Caribbean. Uh, 12 north, 62.5 west is where they try to uh, estimate the location at. And uh, there are no model forecast tracks at the moment. There are no uh, ensemble forecast tracks out of it. But again, when you look at it on the satellite, uh, it does. Uh, I, I see if I can uh, pull up an infrared loop here. Uh, this is all on tropicaltidbits.com, by the way. So if you go to uh, current storms, you can uh, see this. I mean, I'm not seeing any any circulation, any kind of turning yet, but I do see quite a bit of uh, convection and thunderstorms. And again, it's got that look. So maybe something's going on at the mid levels that uh, might be worth paying attention to. So and I and I'm also guessing that if they they're calling it Invest 99L, that the Hurricane Center's got their eye on it, and uh, maybe that will will uh, see a bit of a change in their outlook uh, come um, two o'clock when the new outlook uh, is released. So all in all, uh, to to kind of summarize it, uh, 
we, we get a bit of, you and I get a bit of a break forecast wise, at least for the next couple of days. And uh, we've got a gorgeous Sunday to take advantage of. And then, and again, that's, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing at all. Uh, you were talking about September and I looked up the uh, uh, data from Central Park uh, as to when we had a cooler than normal uh, September. Now the, the normal for Central Park in the month of September, uh, the average temperature is not the average high or low, but the, the midway point, the median point is 68 degrees. And we've had a slew of Septembers. Well, one, two, three, four, five. The last five Septembers going all the way back to 2015 have been at or above 70. In fact, 2015, for example, was 74.5. The last time we had anything remotely close to a normal September was 2013. We had 67.9. It was only one-tenth of a degree off of the norm, slightly, ever so slightly cooler. You have to go back to um, 2009 when wow. the average temperature was 66.3. When uh, we had, uh, then in that month, it was 1.7 degrees below normal. So if you want to look at the last time we had truly a below normal or a, a real cool September, you have to go back over a decade, 2009, to get to get that. And now maybe finally we'll have one coming up this this September, but uh, it, it has been a while. And you were absolutely right, Joe, because again, the last five Septembers have been at or above 70 and the norm is 68. So it's been at least a couple of degrees or more above normal over the last five uh, Septembers. Timothy Veltman also just sent, uh, sent me, Joe, on, uh, on, and on Twitter. So if you follow Timothy on Twitter, you can uh, certainly see this. I can... Uh... Uh, I'm going to bring it up on the screen. This is a video of uh, uh, yesterday uh, in upstate New York uh, near, I believe, uh, Sweetwater, New York, which is uh, up uh, up the up the north way, if I remember correctly. Uh, and I don't always do. Uh, but, um, you know, fairly dramatic footage here of uh the thunderstorm itself, and uh, there was again a lot of uh, some of these storms uh, produced uh, some uh, damage uh, with regards to uh, th that that particular area. Again, you and I, you know, talked earlier about the fact that the severe weather really didn't materialize here, which is a good thing. This has been an actually the last those three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday have been a particularly, but not so much maybe a little less so down here on Saturday, but Thursday and Friday for sure uh, was. Um, you know, just a really, really tough few days of uh, severe weather issues. So you don't usually get them back to back to back like that. Uh, you get really? the you get the one day and it's done. Maybe you get two every once in a while. Three in a row is um, is, is pretty unusual. Oh, thank you, my dear. Uh, I just got a note from uh, my best friend, and she is my best friend, in spite of the fact that on Tuesday we're going to be married thirty six years. God bless. Congrats. <laughs> from, uh, and she just handed me a note saying, uh, Chris Giapedia says Kentucky Derby is next weekend. I think yes. I was on the chat for a while. Then, so next next weekend is Kentucky Derby weekend, believe it or not. Well, if, that, if, if that high is the way it is, uh, I'm thinking uh, fast and firm uh, for uh, the track conditions. I'll just look again really quick. The new GFS is starting, so I have to kind of go back to the old run. Well, let's see what, uh, let me just see really quickly here. Uh, okay. 
it's been that, and, and you know, Joe, yep. in the sporting world, it's been, it's been that kind of a year, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it has, certainly. Uh, yeah, that next high for next weekend uh, makes its way down into Kentucky and West Virginia. should be a really nice weekend uh, in, uh, in Louisville. So, uh, yeah, I would say uh, if you're going to bet, uh, go fast and firm. Uh, bet on a fast track and a firm turf course. Maybe, uh, even Friday, there might be some showers early in the day on, early uh, part of the day on Friday, very early. But uh, even Friday for the Kentucky Oaks, I believe they're going to have it to the Kentucky Oaks on Friday. Usually they have it the day before. Uh, that uh, there, too. Uh, the, the course will be either fast and, 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 and firm or gradually becoming fast and firm as you go through that day. So there's a little bit of an early betting angle for you folks. And I would presume that if the Kentucky Derby is next weekend, then we have to wait another couple of more weeks and we will finally have the Preakness and the Preakness will be the third gem in the Triple Crown this year. Yeah, they already ran the Belmont and, you know, tis the law. A New York bread uh, seems uh, to have, uh, have the edge here. Very good horse, by the way. Uh, no one's been able to touch him, and he seems to be getting better every day. So if he holds on and nothing happens to him, he doesn't get injured. Uh, maybe we'll have a New York bred with a triple crown, although I think they'll probably put a little asterisk next to it because of the uh, uh, the uh, uh, all the nonsense that's been happening this year. But everything this year has an asterisk next to it. Now, am I correct? We had the, the, the Indianapolis 500 was run last weekend? Yeah, with nobody... Nobody watching. Uh, no, but no fans. And and, and the Derby, the, the Derby's going to have no fans there either. And the whole Saratoga meet right. was run in horse racing with no fans. And then we had we had a few days ago we had a doubleheader between the Yankees and the Mets, which the Mets won both games, which in itself is is really strange against the Yankees. But the second game, the Mets were the home team at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is all. And the, it's so and both games of the doubleheader were seven innings instead of nine innings. Yeah. I mean, what the heck is that? Yesterday, I, I just read in the paper this morning, the Islanders have taken a 2-1 lead in the Stanley Cup Finals against the Flyers. It's, for God's sake, it's the end of August. This is crazy, Joe. I, I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> I have, I, I just, I can't even, I don't even sit down and watch the stuff anymore. I really don't. So let's do a little bit of brilliant shit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were going to say something. I can't. I can't. I mean, I'm 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 one of the biggest Mets fans around, and you think that a doubleheader sweep of the Yankees would have made me happy? I posted on Facebook the other day. I said, "Who cares? I mean, it's not it's not the baseball that you and I grew up with. Seven inning games, Joe. It's <laughs> but playing playing. I mean, that's it's 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 nuts. Anyway, we do have Brilla Jeopardy today. Or? Yes, we do. And the category today is Lost in Space. Oh God. You bibble-headed booby. Okay, so <laughs> given that category, uh, <clears throat> here are the featured actors that showed up. And um, you might be able to, if you can remember the episode that they were in. Okay, you ready? All right. All right. Kurt Russell. I have to, I have to, at this point, before anything else, tell you that while I was aware of Lost in Space, and I occasionally watched Lost in Space, and it's even on me TV if I care to stay up till two o'clock in the morning to watch Lost in Space, in terms of remembering actual remembering of episodes, like last night, or if I will, early this morning, there was an episode of 
when Dr. Smith faced off with Thor, the North. Yes. I mean, like, I mean, it's. It was all about, it was all I mean, about it, watching, it, you know, it was really Jonathan Harris was the star in that thing. Cause he just was in every, oh, yeah, yeah. he'd be in almost every scene. Yeah. In fact, in fact, this turned out to be a big rift between him and Guy Williams. Guy Williams, who in his earlier days was Zorro. Yes. Uh, and, and, and was told, you're going to be the star of this brand new science fiction TV show. And, and Jonathan Harris just walked in and took, Everything away from Guy Williams. But that wasn't uh, something that Jonathan Harris did intentionally. Irwin no, Allen told him, you know exactly. what, here's the part, run with it. Right. You exactly. know, and he did. And I mean, he just, he, I, I, and, and uh, listen, he, the show went three seasons and actually would have, the funny story to me is the fact that it was, it, it was renewed for a fourth season. Right. And what happened was, and this is only because it must have been the 60s. They, uh, they, they mistakenly, you know, this is not a day that was not a time, believe it or not for you for young folks, there was a time when we didn't have email and we didn't have, you know, you had the telephone. Okay. Uh, and even that it cost you a lot of money if you had to make a phone call long distance, but apparently the show was renewed. They sent out notices, which they got by mail but they mistakenly put a cancellation notice that they sent out to the production company with, that was doing Lost in Space. CBS had actually renewed the show, but they mistakenly got a can that they were canceled. So what did they do? Every, they, 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 they stripped everything down. All the other actors went and got other work. And then about a week later, they got notified that, oh, that was a mistake. You guys were actually picked up for another season. And every and Irwin Allen, you know, and the producers just kind of says, well, too bad because everybody, everybody went and, uh, to do other things. So uh, that was kind of the odd. What's that? Everybody went their separate ways. Everybody had already gone their separate ways. So the show yeah. was should. Well, so should Kurt Russell. All right. So Kurt Russell was, if I remember correctly, there was an episode in season three that uh, uh, they uh, wound up uh, in a place where everybody was young. Everybody was uh, in their, you know, teens and 20s. They never grew old. So they acted like right. like kids. And I think that's the episode that Kurt, Kurt Russell is. Um, Sheila Allen, honestly, I don't know who Sheila Allen is unless she is. And I, I did see an article uh, this week about the woman uh, in played uh, uh, Athena. Do you remember Athena? She was like this beautiful woman that Dr. Smith would see. And all she could say was handsome, pretty handsome Dr. Smith. Oh, she came from the green dimension. Right, <laughs> right. I remember this now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's her. I don't know who Strother Martin is. Do you know who Strother Martin is? No. no. So I'm not sure who that is. Um, Al Lewis. Al Lewis, <laughs> grandpa. Yes. He was in. He was in Lost in Space. He was in a Lost in Space episode, and he had, I believe, if I remember correctly, he had a, uh, he had was like a like a ventriloquist dummy that was would would make smart ass remarks uh, <laughs> at him. But I, I I'm I'm um, I'm struggling to kind of remember the, you know, the, the premise of it all. He I think he was a maybe he was a magician or a wizard of some kind. I'm not sure. Let's not forget the probably the most famous episode, the carrot episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
That was ridiculous. With the, with the the gasoline pump for water, remember? Right. Um, was that um, who played that? Was it the guy who played in the Real McCoys? Who uh, Richard Crenna? Who, um, no, Walter. Was it Walter Brennan? Walter Brennan. Yeah. Hey Luke. Yeah. Hey Luke. <laughs> uh, Lyle Wagoner from the Carol Burnett Show. Lyle Wagner was in the Lost in Space. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having struggle. I'm struggling with that one. Artie Johnson. I do remember Artie Johnson being in an episode. I don't remember uh, what he played. I remember Artie Johnson in a Twilight Zone episode, the episode where uh, the the used car salesman sells a used car to Khrushchev. <laughs> Everybody who has the car has to tell the truth. And the last one on this was Don Matheson. And who is who is he? I don't. I, I, I recognize the name, but I don't recognize the face. And I'm not gonna. I don't want to Google it to see the uh, the image. Or I guess, I guess I could. Let me just take a look. Don Matheson. Uh. Familiar face. He was in Land of the Giants, actually, also. Uh, but That's another show, by the way, you could see on MeTV in the wee hours of Sunday morning. Yeah, I'm usually asleep in the wee hours of Sunday morning. So uh, uh, the chairman will uh, eventually message me the answers to all of this. I got some of them, but... Um, oh, here we go. He did. Hang on. So the Lost in Space guest stars. Let's... Uh, Let's verify this, and then we can uh, uh, get on with our Sunday. Okay, Kurt Russell, Michael and Sarah, I, I recognize. Oh, Mercedes he was, Cambridge. Uh, uh, husband, right? Sherry Jackson. Michael. I'm sorry, uh, Michael and Sarah. Uh, I think so. He was married. I think he was married to Barbara oh. Eden. He did a couple of yeah, Perry Mason yeah. episodes. Uh, he did a couple of Perry Masons. He was even an I Dream of Genie. He was he played the Blue Gin in I Dream of Genie. Yes, uh, I remember that. Uh, Sherry, I'm looking this up. Let's see, Fantasy Island. Going, I got to go back further. Uh, 1960. She played a, a character named Ephra in, in, in a show in, in an episode called The Space Croppers. Okay. Uh, I don't quite remember that episode. Uh, oh, the Robinsons run into a group of space hillbillies. <laughs> oh, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, God, when I think of some, you know, the first season of Lost in Space was very Lost in Space-ish, okay? I mean, it was more about the, you know, the, they, it, you didn't have these weird, you know, aliens, and then it just got campy, campy uh, exactly. over the time, over time. Exactly. Uh, let's see, uh, Sh uh, Sheila Allen. Um, I'm just looking through some of these other ones. It's a long list of, of actors that I remember Wally Cox being in a Lost in Space episode. Oh, Malachi Throne. 
Do you remember who Malachi Throne was? No. Um, Malachi Throne uh, was... Now, this is one of those Bat, uh, Batman um, questions. Uh, he played... He played the... Um, oh, my God. The, no, I'm, I'm trying to remember now the the evil character that he played. But you you didn't know who played no very he didn't get a credit he got like a question mark. Oh, was he false face? False face. That's right. Yes, he was false face. Right. You know what? I got to go through this uh, one by one a little bit later, and we got more time. Otherwise, we'd be here all day. But yes, yeah, some of those <laughs> some of those episodes were, were just insane. <laughs> Oh, good you know, lord! There was, there was a long list of there was a long list of celebrities who were begging to make cameos on Batman. Yes, you know, when they're climbing up the side of climbing up the side of a building or whatever, and all of a sudden somebody opens the window. And there must be like there must be like a dozen of them, and you can see all of them on YouTube. Somebody yeah, Sammy Davis was one them. of them. I want to say was Jerry Dom Del Lewis. Jerry Lewis was Dom DeLuise one of those. I don't. No, I don't. I mean, it I'm was Jerry sure. Lewis. Yeah, yeah, there were a few where they climb up the building. And, yeah, that was kind of cool, actually. Right. Oh, boy. Right. So, anyway, what's your plan for this afternoon? Um, <laughs> tentatively, we're, we're, we're supposed to uh, try to replace a battery in our generator, which is, according to my wife, exceedingly difficult because in order to get to the battery, you have to lift up the the uh, gas tank and then try to slip the battery in and put take the old battery out and put the new battery it's it's not something i'm looking forward to this uh, this this upcoming uh well she's do, she's she's doing all the hard labor correct as well as supervising she was she and her brother uh her younger brother replaced the battery the last time this happened and uh now i'm going to be introduced into into this <laughs> Hey, obviously, and, you, and after that, I'm 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 going to try to change the uh, change the oil in the generator. I also have to change the oil in the uh, in the tractor mower. So I've got a I've got a fun afternoon ahead of me, Joe. I am going out <clears throat> on a very long walk. I'm going to uh, take. Can I join you? Can I? Ta I'll take a very long walk with you, and I'll take a long walk, probably off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, my walk might be about eight or nine miles uh, today, the way I'm mapping it out in my head. Because when the weather is this nice, I, I, I find when the weather's been like this recently, those odd days that we've had, and I've got out walking, I really have, you know, the air kind of energizes you, as opposed to sucking the sucking the uh, the energy out of you when you're walking in heat and humidity. To walk in air like this with a nice breeze is just really delightful. So I just want to take advantage of that while yeah. the weather is uh, still pretty good. So. And while the weather, and while the not just pretty good, but also while the weather is quiet for the moment, correct, we don't need to worry about any any nastiness coming our way. Absolutely correct. So let me just, by the way, uh, acknowledge uh, Robert Russo again for super chat, and also Steve uh, Lapointe and uh, Scott Briller, uh, the chairman. Thank you all of you for hitting super chat today. Uh, Joe and I is always appreciated because uh, we don't work for anybody anymore. So <laughs> you know. You know, you throw a coin into the tip jar, it uh, it, it, it helps us out. Uh, and uh, again, thank you. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Nice to see a decent crowd on a beautiful Sunday when you want to be outside. 
Why? Don't you enjoy the fact that you when you when you when we used to have to go to work, you walk in and all of a sudden the news director or the executive producer says, "Oh, by the way, we you have to do a package." <laughs> and it has to be done it has to be done by the end of the day today about some arcane connection to whatever weather pattern is taking place. Yeah, they 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 were always afraid to ask me to do a package. Cuz I hated well, I I, I, I rarely did them and I hated doing them. It's not that I, I couldn't I it's not that I couldn't do them. As I, 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 I when I first started in television, I worked as a reporter for three days a week when I worked in Corpus Christi. Uh, so I was I knew how to put reporter packages together and it was not a big deal. Uh, I just I just didn't feel well, there was a philosophical reason for it. It's you're paying me to do weather. I really don't want to do this. You're not paying me extra, so why am I doing this? And you see that here in this market. I mean, you see some of the uh, some of the weathercasters, some of the meteorologists actually. They have seals or whatever, and you see them during the week doing a, a story about something that is totally has nothing to do with weather. But I guess they figure, well, she's here, might as well put her to work and have her do something or whatever. So yeah, there you go. Uh, Bill Uber, no, I'm not coming down your way today. I'm actually take. Uh, I'm going to be going uh, down along the uh, uh, the back the back way here to get toward Cedar Beach. So I'm going to make a swing around Radio Drive down to Town Road, and then I'm going to come back uh, to 25A. Then I'll go down Westchester Avenue to Sound Beach Boulevard uh, to I'm sorry Westchester Avenue Rocky Point the Landing Road. Uh, lower Rocky Point Landing Road and taking that all the way around uh, to wind my way uh, eventually down toward uh, toward Cedar Beach. That's that's my plan uh, at the moment. I got my whole route. So if anybody wants to know where I am, they can just follow that plan and be able to find me. <laughs> I'll be there. Just make sure you're and, there. Yes. And then I have a ro I have a large chicken upstairs that I'm going to roast in the oven later today. Uh, with uh, some seasonings and some roasted potatoes and uh, a, a nice salad for a late Sunday afternoon, early evening dinner. That's my plan. Sounds like my dinner from last night. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. So I don't for, don't forget, by the way, if you haven't already, uh, this um, uh, this uh, show, the Joe and Joe Weather Show, and also. I uh, restarted uh, Weather in 5. I took a little bit of a summer break, but uh, Weather in 5 is uh, back on, and there'll be one up later today to talk about the week ahead. Those are not only available as videos on YouTube, but they are also available as podcasts. So if you can't watch the video and you happen to want to listen to something, you can always listen to the show via a podcast, and you can find the, you can find the Joe and Joe Weather Show on on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, it's all over the place. So just just it's there. Uh, all you have to do is uh, is search for it, and you can watch it uh, as a podcast. Or you can go to Anchor Podcasts, which is where the all of the Joe and Joe Weather shows are available as podcasts. So if you want to reminisce about uh, a storm uh, past, uh, be it uh, say Faye or Isaias or Laura. You can go back and uh, listen to uh, the old podcasts and uh, listen to us also embarrass ourselves about the television shows we used to watch and how old we are. Yes, yes. All right, Mr. Rayo, you have a great, uh, enjoy your Sunday. Everybody have a great Sunday. Thanks for being here and we'll see you tomorrow.